I was so excited to read about the very first season that you've curated at the Goodman Theater as its new artistic director, but I loved how it was framed. The season sounds exciting and great and not important. <laughs> oh, golly, I love that. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 853, Goodman's 98th Season. Susan V. Booth is the new artistic director of the Goodman Theater in Chicago after serving for 21 years as the artistic director of the Alliance Theater in Atlanta. The Goodman has just announced Susan's first season as artistic director, which they describe as remix reality. It's a fascinating mix of new and familiar plays that celebrate, to use the Goodman's phrase, the mess and magic of us all. And Susan joined me last week to talk about the challenges of not only selecting a season, but in finding the right language to talk about it. Would love to take full credit for uh, diminishing capital I importance. Um, no, you know what? I The guiding principle was, what am I seeing audiences around town really leaning into? What are absences that maybe we could start to address. And personally, I have a real obsession with how elastic the definition of theater can be in form, in function, in topic, in tone. And this was an opportunity to push on some of those definitions. Some of my favorite theater is the kind of theater that people walk out of going, well, that's not theater. Right. And you actually put a phrase like that in the press release. I, I just, I I think about how durable this art form is, right? It It is the fabulous invalid because we, we always talk about, oh God, here it goes. 9-11 is going to end theater. Oh God, here it goes. The pandemic is going to end theater. No, as long as there are human beings who are trying to figure out what it means to be a human being, we're going to need this art form. But the art form was never meant to be ossified into yield regional theater tasteful. Right. This is the way it's always been done, and thus it is the way it should always be done. Yes. And I must, though, offer this, this caveat. Anything I'm saying about what I think theater ought to be, can be, could be, is not meant to be read as, uh, well, here's a way that I'm addressing something that Goodman failed in, right? Not at all. I think all process is iterative. You're informed by what came before. I'm keenly aware that there's a massive artistic legacy here. This is not in response to or in reaction to something that's come before. It is very much a grasping of a present moment opportunity. I, that seems very clear in 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 the season choices. I mean, there's a handful of things that are recognizable. You know, doing all of August Wilson's plays again, but in chronologically historical order. Why has that not been done before? Yeah, I, I mean, it's 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 so fantastic that that we're able to make that commitment. And the Costanza Romero August's uh, uh, widow really wanted that to happen at the Goodman because. 
August Wilson was a fantastic social historian, right? And the beauty, if you give yourself the permission to read them and experience them in their time chronology as opposed to their authorship chronology, it is a picture of a, a centennial that's remarkably astute and remarkably illuminating. So I love that we get to do that. Well, and I'm a sucker for a saga. And he wrote one of the greatest 20th century sagas extant. Yes. Well, and in fact, when you talk about your season being season being iterative, every season is a is part of chapter in a saga. Absolutely. Building what has come before and yes. pointing away towards the future. Yes, absolutely agreed. And that can manifest in authorship, that can manifest in representation that can manifest again in form and it's kind of delicious to have the palette on which to have that conversation but also to do it in a city that's so theater hungry and theater demanding and theater savvy and theater savvy yeah yep. the, i love how you talked about form so much of the season mixes so many different forms not just of theater but of culture You've got, you know, a novelist has written a play. Margaret Atwood has written right. an adaptation of her novel. Um, you're bringing in Lucha Libre, Mexican wrestling. Um, uh, in live theater, for my money, there are not enough plays about that involve sports, athletics, competition. I, I sat in a reading for New Stages back in December, and I was up on the third balcony in Owen. And I had just read this piece and was mulling on this piece. And I had this moment leaning over the third balcony and I thought, oh, for sake, we can see the aerial work. We will get to see those flying aerial moves from above. Amazing. How do you not do this piece? Amazing. So, uh, well, and that's good. Now you can make the third balcony seats the most expensive seats. <laughs> good thinking, Austin. Um, the season, it seemed, is titled Remix Reality. I, 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 how much of that is you? How much of that is <laughs> how much of that is clever people in marketing? So here's the thing: it, it periodically, brilliant artistic directors around the country have decided here's a theme, right? And it's it's sometimes at some momentous juncture. This is our 50th anniversary, or this is a a uh, national moment of of reckoning. So we are gonna we're gonna come up with this this titular focus, and then we're going to program. I'm not that person. Um, I, I do think if one and one's uh, colleagues, upon which I rely very, very heavily, have their radars out, their antennas wired, then there will start to be a kind of synergy that that operates between the work. But I think if you go in and say, Here's the title. What fits the title? It, it's going to be a formulaic structure, right? My, one of my all-time favorite images in, in literature is um, Somerset Moms of Human Bondage. There's a character who's a, he makes tapestries. He's a, a weaver. And he is this older gentleman that the young folks come and, and look for wisdom. And there's an exchange where a young man asks this, this very elderly man, how do you derive these beautiful patterns? And the answer is, I don't know what the pattern is until I am done. 
And so I think you you fall in love with one piece, then somebody brings you a second and you start to look at the way they're talking to each other. And then there's a, a, a third, an artist who's having a, a kind of dialogue that seems resonant, right? And so it starts to build out and only after the fact do you say, oh, we're really fucking around with point of view and with what we mean when we say, right? So the, the notion of what a dramatic narrative is really gets called into question with Highway Patrol when you think about the fact that this play is constructed from an archive of emails and tweets and texts, right? So there's a reality that says we have to sit down and write a play beginning, middle and end. And then there's a remix which says, no, you could structure it out of found material. Yeah. So that's where it started to happen. I, I do love me some nonlinear theater as well. Oh, yeah. Very exciting. Hi, I'm Brian Dennehy, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? We'll perform the complete history of comedy abridged three times this month in Pueblo, Basalt, and Lone Tree, Colorado on April 19th, 21st, and 22nd, 2023. We'll also have three performances of the complete history of comedy abridged in North Carolina this July. We're finally returning to the Blumenthal Center in Charlotte on July 13th and 14th, and Appalachian State University on July 16th, 2023. Check out the touring page at our website, ReducedShakespeare.com, or our Facebook page or our Twitter feed at Reduced for the latest information. Now back to my conversation with Susan V. Booth, talking about her first season as the Goodman Theater in Chicago's new artistic director. Can you talk about how putting together this season is different from maybe putting together another season because it's your first at the Goodman, because it's your return to the Goodman and Chicago? Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I'm not naive. I know that there there is some dissection going on of because this is that season, ergo, this is that person, right? And, and and frankly, I was keen to get this season out because explaining, first of all, how narcissistic and, and tiresome to have people explaining to you who they are, right? Yeah. Just show up and show me, right? Right. Uh, and so to some extent, there was a kind of, okay, here's what I'm curious about. These are, these are the topics and the matters and the truths that that I'm really interested in seeing a theater interrogate right and and there is a here we go sensibility when it's the first one you program right, right. I have the luxury of having gotten to do this job for a while but I did it in a wildly different place in the country with a, a different set of aesthetics and a, a different set of expectations and so here, beauty of how dense, deep, and varied this theater community is, is that if you want to show up, be vivid. Because somebody, anything you're thinking of, somebody's doing it, and, and they're probably doing it better. Yeah. So figure out what are you passionate about? Where are your theater's sweet spots? And lean into that. 
you're right downtown too. I mean, location, location, location. You are in the center of a very, very diverse city. Um, and the the season seems to um, reflect that in terms of the people on the artists on stage and and the artists creating the art from where they're coming from around the city and around the world, too. And the the trick there is agreed on everything you just said. And how do you how do you midwife the process of curating a season, but get out of its way as it starts to form, right? Because the, the you know, the days of uh, cult of personality blessedly are long past and we are not a niche theater. We, we belong to a radically diverse city. Mm-hmm. That diversity is, is, yes, it's cultural, but it's, it's educational, it's economic, it's, it's generational, right? It's aesthetic. And so one one listens. Sure, one has opinions, but then one has to stand behind the work and push the work forward. The season feels so um, expressive of your uh, uh, passions and desires. Um, was there ever a point at which you went, oh, but do we, we have we filled this uh, have we ticked this box in our oh, season? You know, I, I mean, unless I, I do a really shitty job next year and they can me, it's a, it's a good thing that I've got a few years because <laughs> there are so many unticked boxes yet, right? I, I am really interested in theater that happens outside of theaters. It's something that I love being in the audience of. I like making. I like non-traditional space, right? Yeah. Not not quite as as ticked as I as I would have hoped. There, I mean, the list of artists that I can't wait to invite to muck around at this theater is epic. Uh, so there's a whole lot more, but this part of the revealing a theme is also the moment of starting to paint yourself into a corner, right. where you realize, okay, th- there is some balance that needs to happen. Where is the moment of the quiet, thoughtful play? that we have to lean in and grab both the top note narrative, but the the, the subliminal potential, right? English, Sanaz Tusi's brilliant, brilliant play, English. It, it is a play that operates on so many levels and there is a message at the heart of it about how we try to define ourselves through our spoken word yeah. and how we fail and how we struggle and strive that I just think at this particular moment is imperative. And I needed that deep, quiet, thoughtful play amidst the wrestlers and the depth hunts. That's such a great notion too, because that is the power of theater. It's not It's not all, all always or indeed only in the words. It's in those unspoken, unformed emotional connections that are forged between an audience and actors in a sharing a space. Yeah. I, that 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 smart David Cromer did a production of Nina Rain's play Tribes a bunch of years ago that I saw in New York that just devastated me because it it trafficked in this notion of how inadequate these 26 letters, even though you can put them in in endless configurations, how finely limiting they are in our understanding of other and expression of self. 
And I, that, that place stuck with me for years and years and years. And English traffic's in that exact same conundrum. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, except for one more thing, which I'll share with you in about 60 seconds, so stick around. To read more about Susan V. Booth and the Goodman Theater's upcoming Remix Reality 23-24 season, go to goodmantheater.org. The season will include the Goodman's 46th annual production of A Christmas Carol, featuring Larry Yando as Scrooge for his 16th year and, full disclosure, me as his alternate Scrooge for my second year. Send us your remixed realities via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com or throw a comment to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram or on our own actual website, reducedshakespeare.com or visit my website, theshakespeareans.com. You can also follow the Goodman Theater on Twitter and Instagram at Goodman Theater. Thanks, as always, to Olivier Tony and Jeff Ignored Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Joe Keefe. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to the late, great Brian Dennehy, a fixture of so many great performances at the Goodman over the years. And as always, thanks very much to you for listening. Please continue to stay safe, get your boosters, and keep your masks on. Why not? I'm Austin Titchener, 853 2559ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Susan, congratulations on your very first season. I'm very excited to see all everything. And I'm also excited that you will be bringing back a couple of old chestnuts to do an old chestnut, a Christmas carol. <laughs> you know, it, it seems to be working out that, that Christmas carol endeavor. And uh, I, I'm even though I know how it ends, I'm kind of a fan every year. I'll confess to like, oh, I finally got into the big annual... F- Christmas Carol and the new artistic director is going to come in and change it all. Can you imagine what a shit show it would be reputationally to like become the new artistic director and the first thing you do is slaughter Scrooge? Yeah. I mean, just don't commit to a house. Stay in short-term rental. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less.